All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP Winged Ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And, of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I may have just turned myself down there, Tyler. I don't know. You might want to check the roadcaster. We are live in, well, not live. We are in Las Vegas in our room at the Excalibur. Bag milk, Tyler. We've got the boys back at home. Liam, Rick, Dan, Jay's getting beers. We're going to kick off our Friday episode of Oilers Nation Radio. But first, we got to give a shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle, 18 locations and counting. The Edmonton locations have stickers for you. If you pop on in, grab yourself some spring rolls, grab yourself some green onion cakes, grab yourself some free stickers. We have got plenty to talk about on this week's podcast. The Oilers obviously dropped game one against Vegas. It was an ugly one, but still only really a one-goal game. But we're going to get to it. Tyler, kick us off with a delicious debate. Well, I was going to do a delicious debate that looks ahead to game two a little bit, but I suppose a little game one recap isn't bad. So I'm going to adjust on the fly. Delicious debate. Did game one change your opinion of this series at all or of the Golden Knights? Who wants to start, boys? Kick us off. No. What do you got, Liam? Uh, did it change my opinion on the Golden Knights? I not really. It's hard to say because I think the Oilers just played so poorly that I don't really know how good the Golden Knights are. I guess is a good way to put it against what the Oilers can are capable of. So I'll say no. I I guess I expected it to be them to be good, but I still think the Oilers can win the series in five games if they get their act together. Rick or Dan? You know what it did show me, sorry, Rick, I know you're the super positive guy, but <laughs> what it did show me is that uh, this Oilers team uh, continues to have this game one kind of lull. And I, I feel like fans, we were all kind of prepared for, you know, the possibility of a game one issue. And uh, we saw it. And so I, I felt that at the watch party, like it, it didn't feel like we were out of it ever, no. but it certainly didn't feel like a dominating performance like you expect from this team. Yeah, we know this team can play a lot better. Um, you kind of go into a series being six in a row or seven in a row or whatever that is where you haven't won the, the, the first game. So it doesn't really affect you too much when you look at it that way. 
But no, I think Vegas played a really strong game and I don't think we played our best game at all. I think if we come out there and do our thing, I honestly don't believe there's a lot Vegas can do. We had a couple of mistakes that ended up in our net. Um, we didn't play very well. And we let uh, absolute incredible performance get wasted by by Leon, right? Like it's the whole team's gonna be different. We're gonna we're not gonna be playing in ten forwards. Hopefully, you know we'll get rid of that that one injury. That's a big thing. This team's got a lot more in them. And uh, like Leon said, there at the end of the 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 game where we're down three nothing. This team never gives up. They were in it the whole way last game. We could have won it. Uh, reminds me a little bit of the Calgary series last year where, you know, we were down, we're tied it almost, blah, blah, whatever, back and forth, just couldn't get there. And then you, you saw what they did in the rest of that series. So I, uh, I'll have a different thought process if we kind of do the same thing tomorrow night as we did on Wednesday, but I anticipate that you'll see a much different version of the Edmonton Oilers comes on Saturday. Jay, your opinion on the series change, you know, it's it, it, I come out of that that game one with feeling confidence, which is weird because we played so bad, but it's because we played so bad and the Golden Knights actually played good and we stayed in that game that we shouldn't feel concerned, but we should not feel complacent. Yes. Yeah. So I'm confident going into game two. I'm confident about the series as, as a fan. I'm not stressed out. I'm not, you know, developing any tummy ulcers right now. <laughs> But uh, because I more than the regular ones yet. So we just come and be the Edmonton Oilers. Then this is just just this is just a cakewalk. So for me, this game one is giving me confidence for game two. For me, it's kind of like you look at game one, you look at the mistakes the Oilers made, you look at the goals that went in and you know they can clean that stuff up. You know that the first game, it's kind of a feeling out process. But where I feel confident a little bit is where the third period when the Oilers really cranked it up, really started to simplify, really started to play their game. They took over the pace. They took over the play. And if we get that, this is going to be a walk, but the Oilers have to give us that level of effort. Mm -hmm. They have to give us that little level of urgency and execution. Tyler say less. Yeah. Like I just look at that (laughs) and I go, man, how many goals were preventable in that hockey game? How many goals wouldn't have gone in if the Oilers just played a better, simple defensive game? Like, there was a lot of it, and we've seen, again, last year against L.A., last year against Calgary, this year against L.A. Like, the Oilers lose game one, and they always seem to bounce back just perfectly fine. I think part of that is the coach they have. I think Jay Woodcroft's excellent at kind of taking in the first game of a matchup and going, okay, here's how we need to adjust in game two and having the guys execute on that. So I think the Oilers are fine. I said they have the ability to make this a quick series, and I still stand by that. Because, again, they have the ability to do it, right? Like, if they play well, if they're at their B-plus level, they're no match. The Golden Knights are no match. So, let's. what kind of adjustments? What's it like if around the horn, what's a quick adjustment you want to see heading into game two, Tyler? I want to see a bit of a change in the lineup. I want to see a guy like Dylan Holloway get in because I think Vegas is attacking with speed and playing a very quick style. And I think Dylan Holloway can help you out in the bottom six with that speed and with his quick style of play. So I would have Dylan Holloway in and I would give Philip Broberg more minutes because I think he moves the puck and his feet really well. And that's something you need to, to get through this matchup. Dan, give me a quick adjustment for game two. Uh you got to find a way to support a guy like Vinny DeHarnay more. Um, I'm not just singling out him, but I, I think that the team just needs to support themselves more. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily a lineup adjustment or if it's just a conversation as a team, but leaving guys out like Vinny DeHarnay to dry is killing me. Rick, what you got? Well, I'd like to see a little more urgency out of the team as a whole. Um, but if you're talking, talking lineup, I mean, obviously Jan marks out, right? So you're going to have, only you know a couple moves you can make and i kind of like the putting in holloway um as long as we're covered at the dot uh, i like the putting in holloway and you know i'm i've got the 73 jersey in the other room over here and i'm keeping seven defensemen in i just don't think broberg can eat all those minutes by himself i'm just gonna go with a little more five on five for broberg and a little more four on five for vin and uh that's kind of on the coaches to figure out that missed that that mess there Liam, give me a quick adjustment for game two. Um, my quick adjustment would probably probably be separate McDavid and Drysaddle to give, try and create more offense throughout the lineup. I think the top six is a little bit invisible at sometimes when 
those two aren't on the ice. So I'll try and spread out a little bit more. We have. Uh... Oh, room service. On the Oilers, man. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry, guys. The room cleaner came in. I just muted while you explained that, BM. Oh, I was going to invite her on the podcast. How yeah. dare you? I was trying to work sorry. a deal here. She may have. Yeah, she may have a uh, take here. Listen, what if she knows something we don't? Arguably, she does. And we just missed that opportunity. <laughs> She's probably seen some things. Yeah, yeah that's oh, you have, a, you have a valid insider right there. She could have told us something here. Who got cut off there? We were doing adjustments for game two. I said split up dry side of McDave, and I thought Tyler was questioning my idea because he pulled a funny face. But now I'm understanding that's because there was a lady at the door and he gets frightened. I will question <laughs> that idea a little bit, though, if you want me to. And, you know, no. Liam, you... We had this no. debate on ONE, but it's like, <laughs> no, if you play McDavid <laughs> and Drysaddle together, okay, they're great and they will outscore the opposition every single game. But then what's your second line like? Because they have a lot of bodies right now Yamo, Nuge, Hyman, Kane, that are not giving you a lick of consistency in the top nine, top six, whatever you want to call it. If you keep McDavid and Drysaddle together, I'm worried you're just rolling out some lines that are just going to float and, like, at best be a neutral. But do you sacrifice that then and just say we we need the help with those guys? Or do you look at those guys and go, hey, listen, you guys need to start producing offensively right now. You've got a 100-point guy here. you got a 90-plus point guy there. You guys need to figure out this secondary lineup because they're doing their thing. And, it's yeah, it's, it's on you guys to, to, to bring up that secondary scoring. Or do you think, though, Tyler, like having – Splitting up Connor and Leon and having somebody who's maybe needs a little bit of luck with those guys that are playing hot, don't you think that's beneficial? But so that plays right into my point of it, no matter what you do, play them together, play them separate. You need Nuge, Hyman, and Kane to be better. But what's Otherwise, the better, it's just a non-conversation. But what's the better chance of getting the guys that are struggling to get going? Having Nuge playing with Bukestad or playing with Dreisaitl? <sighs> like, I know Gregor floated out the idea of you throw all the three struggling guys on one line. You go Nuge, Hyman, and Kane together, and you say... Figure it out. Kind of what you just said, right, Rick? Like, throw yeah. them out there and say, hey, look at what the other two are doing. When you guys are on the bench, you pick up the slack a little bit. I just, I don't know. I think they've kind of tried everything now with those guys, right? Like, Nuge has been with Connor for a little bit in these playoffs. Nuge has been away from them, and nothing's going. Evander Kane will have a game where he looks great, and like he did last year in the playoffs, and then he'll have a game where he can't make a six-foot pass, right? Okay. Well, you guys have been talking about lineup adjustments. I'm going to talk about play adjustments because you guys have ticked all the boxes of what we can do for lineup adjustments. How about we decide to start making and completing passes in game two? That'd be nice. That, that'd be a nice adjustment. Uh, to the boys back at the studio, your thoughts on that idea? I'm well, I, I, the jury is still out. I don't know. <laughs> Complete that passes. Was, was uh, it's, it sounds like analytics. What about, what about analytics to me? What about ninety-five percent passes, Jay? <laughs> well, they were about fifteen percent uh, in game one. So yeah, moving the needle. Eighty. I think eighty. They need, like, to, ex- boys, they need to, be- to execute better. That's for sure. Like boys, that had to be frustrating for you guys watching back at Greta when you're just looking at an Oilers team who, when they're at their best, they move the puck with the best in the league, and then they couldn't connect on six to ten foot passes to save their lives. But well, we're always in the game, and we're almost always I right there. And then we tied it up, and like here we go, we're finally weird. there. We're gonna get over the hump, and then wham! This is this is Calgary game one all over again. Fifty percent in our pass completion that game. What the outcome would have been? Like <laughs> we just kept giving it back. It's just yeah. it was a it was a comedy of self inflicted wounds, just really all was. the way top to bottom. Continue yeah. to be, but you know, and we we keep kind of harping on it, but it's you know, you play twenty minutes of a game and you were one goal away from overtime. Yeah, once, that's where once, that's where I'm positive though, Dan, because yeah. the Oilers played like dog shit and they were still right there in the end. Boys, yeah. you know me, you know I love to throw my hat after a hat trick, and the most frustrating thing for me was one again another terrible hat toss for me. <laughs> when it's oh, come on, you've been to a lot too. You're running out of excuses here. <laughs> no, he's just bad. He's 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 established as a bad hat tosser I'm so if you, if you expect the oilers to make good passes we're gonna need a good hat toss out of you yeah he <laughs> threw his hat like the oilers were passing for 100 did and to make matters worse <laughs> i got to enjoy it for like 15 seconds max yeah, i think tough. i think we need to take bag milk to an arena in the off season and do like a training montage get him you know ready to go for next year well if we just have like a little dinghy out in the river yes he can start flinging it. i have a lot of extra hats at home i'll sacrifice a couple for his the execution here this is good. correctionally challenged <laughs> this is good but you know what 
damn it, the effort is there. Oh, the, yes, the passion is there. It's almost like a muscle memory. As soon as the puck goes in, off the hat comes and away. <laughs> yeah. Wherever it flies, that's that's <laughs> the hot stuff. Were there, of course, were there a lot of hats? No, just a few. Well, I think only one made it to the ice. <laughs> what was the what was the building like? I figured like the amount of people I know that were going down to Vegas, I was like, man, it's gonna be close to 50-50. When we were there in January, oh, like it was damn close. Like I feel it was gonna be really close. So we're down here in Vegas, Tyler J and I, courtesy of AMA Travel. They made our life simple, especially with the schedule change. So we're very, very grateful for AMA Travel for getting us down here. To answer the question, Rick, there was a lot of Oilers fans, but it wasn't 50-50. I'd oh. say, what would you guys say? Less than, less than January? Oh, yeah. Oh, 10 to 20% yeah. probably yeah. is accurate. Because the really? Golden Knights during the playoffs also make it a little bit more difficult, I think. Yeah. Unless you're well, we, saw, we saw Florida doing that. I didn't well, know Vegas was going to do that, too. Well, and we're also talking about a weekday game in Vegas. I think a Friday-Saturday game is probably your better, your better bet. For now, the like, if there was a game tonight, yeah. I bet you the building would have had a lot of Oilers fans. Yeah. Now that it's been moved to tomorrow, we know we've talked to enough people now who are like, yeah, like, I had to fly home. I got to get rid of my tickets. Yeah. Brilliant yeah. move for the Golden Knights. Yeah, it's frustrating for a lot of Oilers fans. We do, like before, so outside of T-Mobile Arena, the Golden Knights have kind of like a pregame thing going on. There's a DJ, there's a, some food trucks, place to get some drinks. It's that kind of thing you expected from Vegas. We talked to, I don't know how many we talked to where people A, had to fly home because that's what happened. They couldn't change their flights, had to get rid of their tickets. Or B, they still didn't know when they were getting home. <laughs> like we there's one a- guy that's probably going to be down here from like Wednesday to Tuesday. Wow. There was other, we met uh, someone at the airport who is contemplating driving to Phoenix to fly home out of yeah. Phoenix. Like it's a whole mess. So to your point, Dan, like, yeah, it's a real clusterfuck having that game move from the Friday to Saturday. Wednesday to Tuesday. That's night, a shift. He has, to fly, he has to fly, sorry, to, to Nashville, then to Winnipeg. Yeah, well, Nashville, Winnipeg home. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. He's from Edmonton and he has to fly from Vegas to Nashville, Nashville to Winnipeg, Winnipeg to Edmonton. How's yeah. he flying to and Winnipeg? He can't even land well, in Winnipeg. He's, he's like, I, we, and he even made the comment. He's like, which is so weird because Winnipeg doesn't have an airport. Yeah, oh, they so didn't tell him, they didn't tell him about the bus ride in the middle of that thing. <laughs> yeah, then that's yeah. terrible for this guy. Well, he's got a prop plane. He's landing at the old Pearson farm. They call that an airport in Winnipeg. It doesn't count that's, to me. I, I, I get that. I get that. I think. I think the bigger issue that I have is not so much the moving around of the schedule, but it's the fact that the NHL playoffs have one game tonight and now one game tomorrow, and it's our game. Well, it's so it, like, dumb. Like again, Friday, Saturday. Why are what you are they doing? Two nights up. What are they doing? Do they Should do I they play? even care? It's stupid. Dan. The league shuts you. down when Shania Twain has concerts. Dan, we know this. <laughs> Give way to Shania. <laughs> For our not- friends at Boston Pizza, yeah. powered. Powered by Fanalytics. Let's dive into some numbers from game one here, boys. I see some areas of improvement for the Oilers. I see some areas of success for the Oilers, and I want to dive into some of these numbers with you guys. Two for three on the power play. You know the Oilers are going to capitalize on their chances when they get the man advantage. What do you guys think about the way the power play was moving around in game one? I wasn't too worried about the power play. I know, like, listen, we 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 know what it's going to do. It's had the same relative, same percentage for you know two seasons in a row. We get what's going to happen. The we need to we need to do what we do on the power play. We need to eliminate them from scoring um, five on four goals, and we need to win the five on five battle. You do that, the series is over. Yep. Rick Brenchin, the penalty kill. So, boys, let's just look at the special teams as a whole when we're talking fanalytics. Two for three on the power play, but. Two for four, two goals allowed on the PK. Tyler, what we got to do on the PK? Uh, get the puck out when you have a chance. I, this has been every down the Oilers PK struggle this year. I always notice the same things. And I it's guys who get the puck and their first thought is not get it out, get it out, get it out. It's, ooh, do I have a chance to go up ice? Ooh, can I go on a rush? Can I make a pass? And it's just like that you're not out there to score. I know we love shorthanded goals. I know they can be big momentum turners. But if you go out there trying to hawk and search for, an, for a shorty, the puck's ending up in your net more often than not. And to me, around the glass and out, game. around a glass and out, and not into the other team's bench, around <laughs> the glass and out. Right? Yeah. As long as you hit off the glass, if it goes out, it goes out. Whatever. You get the line change. You get the face off. All good. But I remember there was one where Kane caught the puck behind the goal line, and it was it was more than half the ice to fire it around. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing that, he tried to go backwards. And I don't remember exactly how the play ended, but I know we lost the puck. Off the glass, Liam, out. Whatever. Keep it simple. Liam, what's your take on the special teams? Uh, 
the power play is obviously dynamite. There's not a lot to say. I guess they said on the broadcast, like how Vegas kind of adjusted to it a little bit more and they still couldn't stop the Oilers from, from scoring goals on the power play, even like the way they did it, right? Was there, because that dry saddles third goal, I think was the power play goal, wasn't it? Where they kind of screened and they typed it into the empty mm-hmm. net, right? So yeah. yep. you can, they're threatening in multiple ways. So it's just kind of deadly. And like Tyler and I said today on Oilers Nation every day, like imagine if Nugent Hopkins was playing and scoring points too. Well, he is playing. He's just not scoring. <laughs> um, that would be great. But yeah, the special teams as for the penalty kill, like two for four seems harsh as one of them was the empty net Jack Eichel goal. So it was like one oh, yeah. for four, I guess, really. But overall, like I agree, like half the time when the penalty kill is struggling, it's because they, they overcomplicate things and hockey's not, a crazy complicated game really like in, in a lot of aspects like especially on the penalty kill just hit it as hard as you can down the ice and away from danger like <laughs> i could do that half the time hold on, hold on, wait, wait, i'm writing that laces. down on my hand here sorry what was that again <laughs> yes hard and out people right. listen up hey, oilers penalty kill uh they didn't show a replay of this at the game so i'm interested for your guys take on it the penalty call on stew at the end there for the too many men was that oh. justified there was like seven guys. Yeah, it was. It, oh, that, was there? It was frustrating. That is, but. is just a bad look for the Oilers um, on the whole. And I think that this team, we talked about it before the series. I think that the team tried a little bit too much to get the Golden Knights after the whistles. And you have to play between the whistles against these Golden Knights. There was literally a play where the camera caught. I think it was Hag was speaking with Nurse. And then they separated. And then you see Petrolangelo, I believe it was, came over and said no to Hag. And the smile came off Hag's face right away. Like, it's, oh, shit. I forgot we've got to just play between the whistles. And that's what the Vegas Golden Knights are. And so I love seeing them throw the body. But you've got to be disciplined away from the puck and, and off the whistles. Jay, what do you think about the special teams? Um, so this is going to be a weird take because it's not going to make any sense. Okay. <laughs> but that's very on brand for me. This is my brand. Fourth beer uh, of the day. How would we expect? Two for three on the power play. Correct, Jay. Uh, your M-Chuck math really quick. That's 66.67%. Yep. Yeah. Repeating. That's yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Now, optically, optically, the, pa- the power play was an absolute disaster. It needed to be visually better. It was visually horrific. <laughs> Because yeah. they were so disorganized. Vegas probably, like, maybe they had to get uh, used to Vegas adjustments. But once again, we weren't passing very well. And we were making simple mistakes and barely playing in their zone. But that one five-second window, we did the right thing. And, like, boom, 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 went in. So, like, the results was there. But, like, we, we weren't in control on the power play. Like, we never had control of it. So, you know what? Vegas is probably sitting there thinking right now. Oh my God, we go, we do so good on the PK. We have them so disorganized. And then boom, 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 boom. It's in the back of our <laughs> And that's net. what's like so yeah. good. But like that, that did not look like the normal Oilers power play where we're just like they, dominating in their zone. They we plugged like, up the they plugged up the middle of like their box yep. very well to where normally we can get through that, whether it be Connor like stepping around, somebody sneaking in there. Connor couldn't get in there. The passes weren't going through there. They clogged up that box really well. But this is when Nude should shine because if they can't, well, do that that's just team, it. But even him, he hasn't Nude been able to do much. And usually he'll shoot on the outside of that box. I think we yeah, need more Nude, Nude shots and surgical. Boosh shots. Nude is surgical. Well, Boosh, Boosh will have, like if they're clogging in the middle, it's tough for Boosh to get it through. And like, like, and he's got to go through more guys than 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 Nude. Like this is Nude's chance. Go fake yeah. the pass to Boosh. Open up a little bit of a lane. Sure, he's got to shoot through a body, but short side short side blocker, sniper, exactly. So this like. In that adjust, like in in that format that they're doing, this could be an opportunity for Nuge to start showing up. Agreed. The obvious analytic that I want to talk about is you, Ricky, brought it up off the top of the show. Leon Drysaddle, four goals wasted. Unfortunately, the guy has just cranked up his game to another level. What do you guys make of Leon's game one? It's very Leon-esque. I mean, I, it's it's like Colin Connor does these things. We've been blessed with this for so long. You laugh, you cheer, but was anybody looking at it? Everyone going else like, I can't believe this is happening. Oh my god, this is so surprising! Like yeah, you're like, no, was, this is this is Leon. It was, and I mean, nice we're, to meet you. We're what one night removed from Joel Pavelski doing the exact same thing, and yeah, there was a which, huge amount of fanfare. And I know it played it felt into a little it too, bit different. Like it, it but, maybe it took a little sting of the yeah. of the loss off because people yeah. couldn't like sit there and like, Haha, you guys fucked up. They did the night before, <laughs> but but when you look at Leon, it's that's just Leon. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like an out of the norm kind of performance. 
I think the crazy part about his four goal performance was how all four goals were completely different. Yeah. Because he had the slap shot on the power play, right? The corner goal. The yeah, the one where he banked it off Brassois' head. <laughs> he had the one timer from like almost the blue line on his knee. Yeah, just short side block or yeah, long far side blocker. The other one was where he dragged it out in front and tapped it into the end tonight. He's just so dynamic and he's such a threat from literally anywhere. It's just it's amazing. And yeah, maybe we are a little bit uh used to what he's doing, but what's that now? Four games in a row he has a goal. And that is eight goals in four games. He's two so goals off good. last year's playoff leader. like Which was Evander Kane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is incredible what's happening right now. Dan, what do you think? Of Sorry? Just Leon. Leon performance. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, I said it. Yeah. Like, he... What, like the playoffs for Leon is it's almost it feels like he's walking into the Nashville stadium every time it just <laughs> it it's a different level from the guy and he just goes out and does it casually yeah it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's an extra effort or anything like that it's amazing to watch and it's somehow you know not fair because <laughs> here we are talking about Leon Dreisaitl and we've still got Connor McDavid to to look forward forward to and marvel at Imagine if one of the players showed up for the Oilers the other night. Like one of the guys showed up on the score sheet and was like, I'm going to score a goal tonight as well. Amazing. Like, would have been, been a tie game. Him, but they didn't. And here we that are. That's where I got frustrated is that it can't just be Leon and Connor all the time. Yeah. In LA, there were games where, you know, you would get a goal from Derek Ryan. But did we get any indication of why Derek Ryan didn't play? He was sick. sick. Does he bounce back? Do we know how he's feeling? He was skating yesterday. Good. Uh, but that was the frustrating thing to me because in the series against LA, you would get a timely goal. Like, obviously, the series winner from Yamamoto. You got a goal from Derek Ryan in game two. Kaleem Costin picked up three. Nuge has been invisible. We need some extra scoring here. And I think once the tap opens, we're going to be all right here. But we cannot be leaning on those two as much as they have been. Yeah. And that, you know what? I don't think we have either. I think the playoffs have been relatively spread out pretty well. Obviously, they do their thing, but you look at the last couple of games, well, there was a point where like 17 guys had a point or a shot or something like that. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, this team's been very good. This is our first regulation loss since like March 11th or something like that. Yep. It sucks it had to happen, how it happened and when it happened, but I don't know how anybody can be overly bummed about going to the next game and being overly worried. If the Oilers come out and do what they've been doing for the last three months, we'll be okay. I'm not worried. I just want to see more consistency from the top guys. Like I can deal with like a Bukestad scoring every four or five games, whatever. Yeah. And a, a claim and a Yamo, but like you need the Canes. I need the Hyman, Kane, and Nudes to be there a little bit more often than not. Yeah, and it's the wingers in game ones. And showing up in game ones would be nice. <laughs> yeah, that that would be big. Let's talk about what everybody's talking about on Twitter. His name was trending yesterday. Oh, no. Rick, I'm going to start with you because he's your boy. I know you got that 73 jersey. What do you make of the game Vinny had? To me, he's he's struggling a little bit. The game seems quick. I just think that he's in his own head too much. He's not playing the simple way that he was when he first came up. If it wasn't for that one goal, I don't think everybody would be saying exactly the same thing. Like He has not looked great. Um. You're, you don't want to see – you don't want to really notice him in a game, right? That's just one of the guys where unless he's out there, like, banging bodies, like, you don't want to notice what he's doing with the puck. That one play, though, man, like, he could not go – he took it behind the net. He had no other choice. He couldn't go along the glass because there's a forward right there. He had a forward right – he had a pass. Um, it obviously wasn't the right the right move. It went off the skate, which is a little bit of bad luck. He didn't actually have a lot, a lot of options at that point. I think you could have just flipped the puck hot, really high and got it out. But yeah, I think this is on the coaches. Um, they said earlier before at the end of the deadline that the Oilers could have made another move, but they felt like they had that player here already. That's obviously 73. Mm -hmm. It's going to be up to Manson to to limit the ice time. And if this, if this is a faster team, a more puck-moving team that we're playing against, then those are obviously going to be Broberg minutes right now. And I think it's up to the coaching staff to find a time to put the <clears throat> proper player out there. Um, I don't think Broberg's ready to take all the minutes, so I don't think he can go 12-6. and six, But I'm not really willing to give up on the kid yet either. Dan, what's your take on Vinny? Well, so, I mean, I've been on the kid's case since game two of the Kings series. Um, in the sense that I thought he should have been given a night off during the Kings series. I don't think that's an option anymore. 
Uh, I'm with Rick on the in the sense that early on in that game, the Oilers need to be supporting the Oilers more than they were, and they were just leaving Vinny DeHarnay or insert any other defenseman's name here uh, out to the Wolves and have that kind of an opportunity happen. The Golden Knights forecheck in the first period was unreal. And the Oilers just need to do a better job of supporting each other there. Now, on DeHarnay, he needs to stop. He, To me, he's the microcosm of the Oilers. When he gets frustrated with something, he's reacting poorly afterwards. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a combination of issues that are happening. And it just can't continue. He can't be throwing cross-checks and, and hitting guys after the whistle if he's not performing in the game as well. It's, it's just going to draw the ire of the team, of the fans, and of the referees. So uh, I just I, like I think DeHarnay is going to figure it out. I think the team just needs to do a better job of supporting a guy like him when he's clearly struggling. Liam? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a lot more to add on top of it. Like, obviously, I think the biggest thing with Vinny is like when he makes a mistake, unfortunately, it ends up in the net. It, in the net. it just puts the camera on him a little bit more. But at the same time, like, he is a six, seven defenseman, and I don't think it should be a difficult decision if the others need to take him out of the lineup. Like, shouldn't be that big of a deal for it all. But also, I think a big thing depends on if, like, Yanmark is available next game, if you can bring him in, and also the availability of Derek Ryan, too. But I don't think it would be a bad thing for him to sit up there as well. And if the others ran a Philip Broberg in a six man unit and played him, 12 minutes a night it wouldn't be it wouldn't be horrendous but i think a big thing with Vinny is it's like where do you like start him right like if you start him in a defensive zone it seems like errors are being occurring there the neutral zone like right off the face off it kind of worked out that way too and then he doesn't have the offensive skill set as well so it's kind of just an awkward player i suppose in that sense of things but i think having one night off wouldn't kill him i don't think it's the end of the world that he's kind of playing this bad but you need to find a way. He needs to find a way to get back into the rhythm of things. You're confident putting uh, Broberg out there for like 12, 13 minutes, whatever it is? Uh, yeah, I would be. I think it would only be maybe like two more shifts for him. And he, he seems to have a bit more confidence with the puck, which I think is the biggest difference between him and Vinny. I just saw like even in the last game, there's he obviously he doesn't have the physical, mm-hmm. the same physical game. And there were times where they were coming around the corner coming around yeah around the boards there and he was unable to stop them whereas they are yep. usually that's why i kind of want to keep running the seven the, and leave it up to the coaches to, to figure out when the, and where they should be out there the difficulty about sorry about Vinny and broberg is they're almost the complete opposite of each other yeah so and i'm not losing one you're losing the benefits of that all yeah. the other way around right so yeah. it is maybe 12 and 6 uh, 11 and 7 is the right way i don't know but Vinny need minutes need to come down and needs to be put in better positions tyler yeah, he can't play game two. He, I, I, I don't know. You guys are being nicer about it, but I just... He was on the ice for eight and a half minutes last game, and they scored three times, and he was a center focus on most of those goals. He can't play game two. We're not here to, like, make guys feel good or whatever. Like, win hockey games. And Vinny Darnay doesn't help you win game two. He'll, he'll come back in the lineup later in the series, but I just think the Golden Knights move too fast. He doesn't have the puck skills to, to deal with their more aggressive forecheck. He had more time against LA. You don't have time against the Vegas Golden Knights. So I uh, I, I don't want to see him in the lineup in game two. Maybe game four, game five, whatever. You need to mix it up. But I don't see a benefit to having him in the lineup right now. I He doesn't look like an NHL defenseman. He will be. Next year, he'll play probably 80-some games with this team, north of 70. He'll be a part of this blue line for a while, but for right now, he doesn't help you win. So it sucks because a great guy, and it was a great story, but they overplayed him. He's overthinking things. He has no confidence. It's all that. You have to sit him for a game. Okay. I I agree with Tyler. Um, I think because his confidence is a bit shattered right now, just keeping and throwing him into the wolves, even if it's in insulated situations, like putting him on the PK, which is not that insulated, and clearly we're seeing Stuart Skinner's save percentage with Vinny on the ice on the PK situation. I think maybe it's best for him to maybe sit a game so he can collect himself. Take a breath. Go back to Vinny, any we winny, Vinny. Go be that guy. It's, it's better it was, for him, I think, to have a seat. Like, if you put him out there, what? So you put him out there on the PK. What happens when he makes that first mistake? Right, like he's done. Like, well, he's like, done. Like, like, like exactly. Then he gets three goals against. Like, it's. I just I worry. We gotta, about. we gotta, we gotta mitigate that risk right now. As yep. a player, kind of just comes and finds his his game again. Because, yep. like I said, if he keep, yes, Vegas is is fast, mm-hmm. but if he keeps it simple, then he's okay. It's yeah. just the fact. 
there's a couple times, even LA, LA was chasing him down. He's like trying to hold the puck and be patient. Like you're not Chris Pronger, dude. You're not going to slow the play down around you because of your elite skill and people respect it. Like just make the simple play dude and be that mean, nasty guy that we need you to be. And it's all good, but you're not that right now. So take a seat and just reflect. That's it. I, I love Vinny. Put more speed in the forward group. Give Dylan Holloway a look here. He hasn't played in the NHL in a while, but I mean, I, I think Dylan Holloway could be a benefit to this team with the way he forechecks. And, and he I also think, too. I mean, you brought up the point of, do you want to give Philip Broberg X amount of more minutes? I, I'm actually not even sure if it's that. I think it's going to be a lot of, no, you're leaning on probably, nurse, or you're leaning on Kulak more and flipping him to the right side, playing him a bit more with, yeah, Ekholm and Nurse, giving them more minutes. I don't think it's just a, as simple as like, Vinny out, Broberg's got to play 16 minutes now. No, I think it's other 10. guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we have like 10, 12 minutes. I think he, Brober can more than handle 10, 12 minutes if you play it right. Uh, looking at Twitter right now as we're recording, boys, DNB from The Athletic reporting no Matthias Yanmark on the ice today. Not exactly surprising. Just what a horrible bit of luck oh. for Yanmark, hey? Just, it was it, like the the dull hush that came over the crowd at Greta was, uh, was heartbreaking. It's just a tough, tough play to watch. Oh, man, just like... Just a simple, like, little brain Caught fart his edge. there, right? With Caught his, his edge. Footwork. Yeah. Credit to – I want to give credit to the – there was a couple of Golden Knights fans that immediately realized it and started waving, which was amazing. But to TD4s, like, jumping oh, over yeah. the boards, imagine it would have been amazing watching there in the game. Yeah, TD almost got hit with a breakout pass there. He almost went in and had a look on Brassois. He was on the ice so quick. <laughs> I thought the refs were going to give him a misconduct or something. Like, they were talking to him while he was heading over there. But Well, the Golden Knight player waved him on the ice. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think everyone saw the way Yanmark tried to get up the first time, and it's yes. usually players kind of know, like, whoop, okay, let's stop playing here. Shout yeah. out to the lady that called a timeout in the stands, yes. too. She that, threw was, a, that was big. She threw up a T. It was a lady who was like this in this crowd. It made me chuckle. Also, Matias grandma's, uh, uh, Yanmark's grandma liked my tweet last night, so that was big, too. Oh, well, I'm happy for you, Liam. I want to shout out uh, Golden Knights fans uh, for just being – Nicer than Kings fans. Way nicer. <laughs> Not even <laughs> yelling at you. Nobody came up and screamed in our faces and called us assholes and go back to Canada on game one. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Yeah, uh, the people of Vegas a little bit more used to tourists, I think is kind of the vibe here. <laughs> <laughs> they were just, honestly, like we had after the game, you know, there was some playful back and forth. like, oh, blah, blah, Vegas and four. We heard of that a couple of times. But for the most part, we actually had some fun conversations with some Golden Knights fans. Like, just make sure you guys are ready to yell shame tomorrow on the way out of the arena. Do you know what? Actually, I wanted to comment on that. You could clearly hear the shame chants on the TV this time around, if anyone's oh, still they? on that for us. That's embarrassing. How could you do <laughs> such a horrible thing? From class. Uh, Marcus Niemelainen was skating with the main group today as well. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, the other question that I want to get to before we dive into Ask the Idiots, boys. What? elaborate on that? Hey, I'm, oh, just, I'm just speculating. That's would, all would I'm a, saying. Would a Nemaline and Deharnay swap get you happy? No. No? no? Not overly. Nope. In size. I'd rather have Devin Shore play defense, to be honest. Ooh, how's his backwards skating? Hey, we Liam? used to like Nemalinen. Why Why the short just, memory? Yes, on he him? hasn't played in the NHL in 100 years, and this is not the situation yeah, to throw him back Holloway in. Has Dylan Holloway has him. Oh, no, 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 no. Totally different. You Dude, guys why are how? different. Holloway played like how? 50 games this year and played up until like March. Marcus Nemalinen hasn't played since what, October? Let's have a has look. Has he even played this year? Yeah, you remember he turtled against Ekholm when we played Nashville and pull you off before that guy? Oh, right there. Bad for the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we know Ekholm a little bit, I too would have turtled. So I actually understand that. He is a big Viking yeah, guy. Hold on. He didn't want to fight you his guys, future teammate. You guys talk in October here. His last game was January 7th. He played three minutes and 29 seconds. Man, how, many, how many games on the year? Two goals what? against? You can't uh, move the goalpost now. He played 23, but I know what you're thinking. How many, How many did he play the night before? Three minutes and six <laughs> seconds. So, <laughs> what, were his, what were his stats for those three minutes? What, was Skinner, what was Skinner's save percentage? Clean stat sheet? Zeros across the board. There you go. <laughs> he's playing for the last three minutes. We're up by a goal. Yeah. Close it on out. It's easy. It's big. 
it's not even close to comparable to putting Dylan Holloway back in the lineup. I'm such a huge fan of the fact that we're in two different rooms right now. There is definitely a war going on between rooms. There is. I feel like it's a us versus you guys <laughs> yeah. in this Vegas hotel room back in the yeah. office. I don't like it. Dan, you did bring up uh, Stu's save percentage. So another thing I noticed on socials yesterday, is there any appetite from anyone on this podcast for a goalie swap? No. No, if thank you. you. Game two, maybe. Absolutely um, Oh. Like I like the only reason I would do it is just because of what I've seen from Sarah Volley and Daily Faceoff talking about this desire to keep putting the same guy in over and over again as being something that's but not he's necessary. Not, I know people are going to say his five goals, whatever, and look at his numbers. I can't sit there and say that we lost that game because of him. No, nope, I can't either. No. But if the team is if the team played better, if the whole entire team had a better passing percentage, if the whole entire team played better last game, we wouldn't be talking about this about Skinner or DeHarnay right now. I yeah, oh, I don't know. No. Yeah. A rebound off Stuart Skinner's pad and a drill hit Drysidle directly in the face. He and went he to went the to the room. room. Well, last time Hyman got hit in the face was a goal for us. So maybe they're just practicing. That just broke on Twitter via DNB Sports. Oh, good. (laughs) Just like the puck may have broken. That'll wake him up. Yeah, it'll wake him up. And most importantly, I'm just worried about Leon's handsome face. Five goals for Leon tomorrow. It'll be okay. Book it. Oh, no. Rebound control. He's mad. (laughs) How dare you, Liam? (laughs) Maybe he was directing it away from the net. Maybe it was Liam was just in his office behind the net. We should ask yeah. if the puck. We should ask if the puck went in though, because that is important. <laughs> yeah, probably did. We are in Vegas, so we got to talk a little betting for our friends at Betway. Provide that you are 19 plus and could do so responsibly. I am personally planning to manifest a win tomorrow. Ooh-wee. Game one, the three of us we did a squad bet over three and a half Oilers goals. Hitting that again. Hitting that again. I'm also going to do Oilers. My favorite bet on Betway right now is Oilers to win over five and a half. I might get a little greedy, crank it up to six and a half. Mm. Leon over one and a half points. Money in your (laughs) jeans. Boys, what are you thinking for game two? Dry side all over one and a half points. And I'm trying to. Th- I I feel like Kane or Hyman will snap home a goal too. That's kind of. If I you like can find if you can at. find one of those guys as a goal scorer, I think that's going to pay you real nice. Kane or Hyman? Yeah. I'll take a Not peek that on that way. I bet you could. I knew uh, guys who grabbed uh, Leon as the next goal, the sixth goal. <laughs> this. Yeah, it was it was a been profitable nice. day for them. Bag milk. I got two words for you for what I'm betting on tomorrow. Hit me. Face off prop. Hell yeah. <laughs> Went over to fit. No, I'm kidding. My two words are a puck line. The Oilers are covering it. Anyone we, live bet the win? Did anybody live bet the comeback last game? We tried. I, I tried, but because I was on the uh, T Mobile Wi Fi, I was. Yeah, you have that issue. Yeah, yeah. Your phone was doing that last time we were there, too, though. Your phone was doing that last time we were there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a. Uh, I'm a. You had me live bet it for you. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. Oh, do I owe you money? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, probably. So I stole a couple of chips at the crap table when you weren't paying attention. I'm I'm unloading the clip on. I'm I might delay. I might I might I might go half half money line puck line, but mm-hmm. I'm just keeping it super simple tomorrow. I just want a good team game, so I don't care who scores. How it happens. Money line, a little puck line sprinkle. Connor shots, Leon shots. Boo shots. Hungry. No, Bush hasn't had his shots for a couple of games now. I know. I had he was really... over two points last game. Thank you very much. Yeah, he was what? really really profitable in the first couple of games against LA. What about a Klim Shady birthday goal? His birthday's today, though. I know, but it's the birthday month, Rick. Oh, it's yeah, my best. So. Yeah, we all know that after your birthday, you get a full month afterwards. So <laughs> I think you get to choose whether Shady. it's like before the before the birthday, after it, mm. maybe put your birthday right in the middle. So you get two weeks, then the birthday, then two weeks after. I would assume Clem is a month after kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not only is it going to be a Clem Shady birthday goal, but he's also celebrating Liam's birthday month, which is still <laughs> continuing for another few weeks. Yeah. till the 24th. Three questions for Ask the Idiots, boys. We're going to go around the horn here. I'm going to start with Tyler, then I'm going to go through the office, then Jay. This one is, who's a player you hate for absolutely no reason other than the usual suspects? La Bamba guy hates Kucherov. I think he has a stupid face, and I don't enjoy looking at him. Tyler? Uh, For a long time, I had a beef with Joe Pavelski. 
where I would never pick him in fantasy hockey pools just because I thought he looked too vanilla. I was like, eh, I don't know. Not my kind of guy. Good player, but for some reason, I just never liked picking him. <laughs> okay. um, I don't know why. I, I think he's a great player, but I just I, know, I had some sort of weird beef with him for a while. Um, I think that's it for me. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, the Kings are fresh in my mind, right? So I don't want to take Liam's answer here, but like, there are a handful of guys on the Kings, I follow and others who would be on my list, but I have reasons to hate them. So yeah, like, that's my issue right now. Yeah. So many reasons. 50 million. Liam, <laughs> who is a player you hate for no real reason? Okay. For no real reason, but it kind of is a reason outside of, but he's never actually done anything, is Rasmus Anderson. I feel oh. like he's never actually like done something that's been like, I hate you for this. I just hate the luck of him, and he drives me absolutely nuts. The player I hate the most, though, is Mark Scheifele. He is top of my list by a million miles. I like oh. Wheeler's up on mine, too. Damn, oh, really. took, you, just, <laughs> you just took two of mine. <laughs> Tyler just stole mine. It's Blake Wheeler. I I don't know why. Every time I hear that guy talk, I just want to punch him. I just don't like him. Don't like Blake Wheeler. Rick? See, then my problem is I think I have a reason to hate everybody else. Like, well, and yeah, if you I listen to it. me, if you give me enough airtime, I'll tell you exactly <laughs> everything. Okay, uh, Bo Beerum, go. Why do you hate him? <laughs> you know what? I, 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 you nailed him with Asmus yeah. Anderson there. What has he ever done? Not really anything. He's just well, kind he's of always given a thorn in the side. He wears Brad red. Anderson has been a cocky asshat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but he, t- he talks a he lot. While he he got age and talk tough after the whistles. When who fed him his lunch? Was it Darnell Nurse? Nurse. Darnell, yeah, we have it? the shirt. So like uh, the guy can't is. back it up, and he goes and talks a big game. <laughs> That's what the issue with Rasmus Anderson is. That's fair. No it's, save, Dave. Oh, Dave Riddick. But you have yeah. a reason though. Yeah, but we're not really kind of have reasons it's here. So na- no save. No, Dave. I I straight up have no reason to hate Blake Wheeler. No, none whatsoever. Make up a reason. No, but like think of there's mm. got to be a guy out there where you just hear him talk and you're like, shut up. See, if I said Kucherov, I'd be like, no, because everyone kept trying to force him into the Connor conversation. That's not right. That's not who he is. Who do I hate? Maybe <laughs> I just have a reason Jay, for everything. Who's yours? Jack Eichel. Oh, I was kind of thinking him too a little bit. I don't know why. Like, there's no reason to he's not overrated. Like, that's he, why. There's no reason like, to hate him. Off as like an arrogant jackass. Yeah, he's overrated. You know, and, my- he, and, he, and he gets butt hurt really easy, especially if you do the Connors better on him. Also, he gets neck hurt real easy too. <laughs> he's got the attitude. <laughs> I've got two, and they're both on the Winnipeg Jets. Nick Ehlers, but again, it's just because he owns the Oilers so often. He always seems to score against them, so I guess I have a reason. And Neil Pionk, his name annoys me. The way he plays annoys me. I don't like Neil Pionk. Bad news for Winnipeg. Then we'll just go back to the playoff series, and I'm sure I have something for everybody, especially that stupid Bud Light seltzer can in the stands because he was the only one allowed in there. Bad news (laughs) for every NHL player. Liam is looking at a list of all professional athletes in ice (laughs) hockey right now. So you might have a couple more names to add to the list. All right, Liam, we've got 30 minutes to just run. (laughs) Let's go. There's there's some random players on here. Like Brian Benning is on this list for some reason. Um, I'm going to go. My next one would be Nathan McKinnon. You hate him. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I he's, hate Nathan McKinnon. He's way dirty, and nobody calls him out on it. No, and he whines a lot. I think oh, he's a little bit overrated too. He's well overrated. Come on, <laughs> he is. He has one 100 point season, and everyone acts like he's the best player in the league. If if what happens, I think is going to happen, then I have to thank him because he kept his contract at twelve point five. I think therefore that's <laughs> going to keep Leon's at a lower number and Connor. Well, that was going to be different anyways. But I think I think McKinnon actually is going to keep the the salary is a little bit lower till the uh, cap starts ro- rolling here in a bit. Question number two, ask the idiots, which Oilers player from the 2000s would you pick up and place on the 2022-23 iteration of the roster to help us get through this playoff run? I'm selfish, so I'm going with Chris Pronger. Jay, you are up next. <laughs> Sorry, what is the question? You went so fast there. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take an Oilers player from the 2000s, and we're transplanting them on today's team. Jason Smith. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot of penalties. <laughs> Boys in the yeah. office. Uh Liam, you're up. Um, oh, gotta be close on the mic there. Uh I'll go Dwayne Rollison. I feel like that'd be nice right Ooh. now. Ooh, a little rolling magic. Dan, what do you got? You know what this team needs is some help on the wings. It's Mr. Alish Hemsky. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Ooh, I like that one too. Rick. Yarrow. We need some spot check right now. <laughs> Ooh, that is a deep cut. Blast from the cannon. Tyler. 
I think the Oilers got to improve their puck moving from the blue line, so I'll go with Mark Andre Bergeron. Oh, oh how fucking you dare you! Take his microphone away right now. I can't believe nobody said Fernando. Wait, you want to add Andrew Ladd to the team too? While you're at it, dumbass about nobody it. said Ryan Smith. Smith. Mm, yeah, okay, that's my pick. <laughs> Fernando needs some heart. Some guy. Like, that's the thing. We're not. We're not that greasy right now. We gotta get greasy. We're the oily yeah, boys. Greasy. Sixteen goals from Fernando. Oh, he Pisani. was in the nineties. We're gonna song. last question for us, the idiots. Tyler, I'm back at you. Air what? Brewer? Mark Bessier? Yeah. Would he count the 90s? Yeah. Or no. Yeah. I said 2000. Uh, yeah. Sean Horkoff? Everybody loved him. Uh, Tyler, come back to you. What is the solution to the Oilers' five-on-five -five scoring most? God, I'm just a broken record with this one. It, it's the support guys in the top six. Like, get rolling, boys. Let's go. My answer will be, you got to get greasier. You got to get to the front of the net. I talked about it on Oilers Nation every day the other day. Zach Hyman, you eat in front of the net, but I haven't seen you in the crease once, bro. Get greasy. I love garbage goals. There's nothing sexier to me than a garbage goal, and I want to see some of them in game two. Rick, what is the solution for the five-on-five -five scoring most? Execution. From your passing to your shooting to your offensive zone coverage, your defensive zone coverage, you execute properly. This team can't stop you. Liam? Uh, shooting like the top guys got to shoot more. Like Hyman, Kane, and Nuge had combined for three shots in game one, so I would say that. But I, I was gonna my original answer was to kind of get greasy and get some sticks in some lanes and tip some pucks or dig at something. Dan, I would just like to see them establish play in the offensive zone and keep it there for a bit. So not just bursts here and there of McDavid and Drysaddle's line holding them in. But, you know, the Derek Ryan shift against the L.A. Kings kind of thing where your bottom six is just holding them down there and making them work for the puck for a little bit. And then you're going to start to see the uh, the opening, the opportunities start to open up for you. So offensive pressure. Jay was the answer to the five on five scoring woes. Like, what else is there left to say? <laughs> uh, score goals. I guess, you know, last. If you look at game one. Like, it wasn't until we decided to, like, wake up in the final minutes. Like, we we weren't getting that many shots. So, it's it's shelling LB. Yes. 100%. The Oilers had, what was it, like, three shots on goal towards the end of the first period? That cannot happen. Yeah, it was eight shots total, but it was four with, like, 16 minutes in. It was terrible. Yeah. Awful. So, we need more shots on LB. He... It's not like he was so dialed in no. that he was unbeatable, you know? No, we, we beat ourselves game. again like we do so often. Game two, a viewing party at Greta. I want you to go in and book a table. So go to gretabar.com forward slash book. Gretabar.com forward slash book. Get yourself a table. It is going to be slammed in there for a game two on a Saturday. Producer Aaron's going to be on the mic. We're going to have a bunch of stuff to give away. Gretabar.com forward slash book. And now let's pause for an ad. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And now that we are back from the ad, I have some news. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Liam. Ryan Rashog reported that Dylan Holloway is skating with the Aces and not the main group, which would probably indicate he's, he's not playing. Probably not going to play tomorrow. So who Devin was skating with the main group, Liam? Adam? 
Who was skating with the main group? Nemo. Devin Score oh. and Nemo. Nemo Linen. And I got my Devin Score jersey yesterday, so this could be big for me. I did see that. I was very happy for you when I saw that you were holding up, beaming almost as you were holding up that Devin Score jersey. Yeah. Who do you th- who do you, who do you, who does everybody think? How do you feel that we we what do we do with the lineup here tomorrow? I think it's just Yan Mark out, Ryan in. I got so, a feeling that's what it'll be too. DNB again from the Athletic just tweeted out it, the lines at practice anyway are Kane McDavid, Drysidle, Nuge, Bukestad, Hyman, Fogel, McLeod, Ryan, Costin, Shore, Yamamoto. That seems about well, right. Yeah, then you drop Shore, you run those two as the, uh, and you keep running seven. The way I the way I see it, anyways. It seems like that's what's probably going to happen. Yeah. I would I would bet you're probably right, Rick. Yeah, I think after, after and I get why everyone's down, and I, I I get it, but I think after one loss, I don't think you can overreact. I think you got to get back to it and go, hey guys, as a team, as 18, 20, 22 guys, get out there and fix this. Yeah, we need some small adjustments. We're not burning the house down here. No, no, it's adjustments from within. Let's wrap up the podcast with some hot, cold performers. We look back at the last seven days of our lives and just wrap it up. We start with our veggies first, though, Tyler. We always do. Mm. Your cold performer of the week. My cold performer of the week, BM, is going to go to... You're going to want to pot up those buttons, too. Yeah. We're going to have another Liam situation where we're just got blank blank space. Uh, All right. So mine is my performance individually at the blackjack table so far. I'm upset. Explanation, please. I Buddy, he's getting murdered. It is. It's wild to watch. <laughs> Tyler is just straight up. He may as well just go up to a table and give them his money and walk away. It's like not Clark. even lasting a long time either. Like I sit Griswold. down. Clark Griswold in Vegas vacation style. <laughs> really is. It's brutal. It's terrible, man. I don't know what to do, but I do know. Changing one hundred. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. Back no, to the well. Rick, uh, you're up. You're cold form of the week. Uh, you know what? After this one, it has to just be the the performance as a whole from the team on Wednesday. You can't do that. It's game one. You guys had an opportunity to grab this, grab this team by uh, by the neck, and they chose not to. So it's it's going to go to everybody. We're in the we're in the colors there on Wednesday. What the hell is going on, Liam? Um, I can't really think of one. I will. I'll go with one that's actually pretty real. But like these forest fires are not good. And it'd be nice to have some rain. <laughs> Button's still going though. Oh, there we go. Uh, Nation Dan, your cold form of the week. Really risking the pro fire court or uh, quadrant <laughs> listeners to uh, not listen to us anymore, right? But, uh, anyways, uh, my cold form of the week is going to go. It's an old one. It's going to go to my internet provider uh, and my cable for going down an hour before game six. Uh, and I had to listen to game six on the radio, which wasn't the worst thing in the world, but felt like I was back in the Tell them the company. Tell us. No, tell no. Us, really. we need them to sponsor us. Maybe here's your button. <laughs> tell you. you? Tell us. I'm not. Rick or uh, Jay, your cold performer of the week. Uh, the NHL scheduling department mm-hmm. oh, yeah. for doing what they're doing and having us go through what we have to go through. Boy, Fair. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Cold performer of the week for me is I'm going to be a little gentle. I pump his tires, and I have for 12 years now, but he needs a little spank on the bum because we need Ryan Nugent Hopkins to get going. Zero goals through seven playoff games. Buddy, we know you got it in you. You got that sexy wrister. I just want to see you use it. Let's go, Nuge. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke. Is what it is. <laughs> I got spanked. Whoa. Yes, you did. By the way, yesterday, so <laughs> okay, hold on. Is this we were gonna... in the room or outside the room? We got. I didn't think he was going to bring this up. So we were just walking down the strip. We were going to get a beer. We were walking down this kind of like back path where there's some cool little patios and shit. We were going to just post up and watch the world go by. And you know those girls that are always on the strip asking you for pictures and stuff. Yeah, these ones were dressed like cops, and I was the first in our line of just our line of walking. So they looked at me like, "Which one of you boys is the bad boy?" So I just went, "Tyler." And as he was walking by, she whipped him on the ass, and I think it unlocked like a new core thing for Tyler because he, he got real excited. Oh God, it was a that's the city to be in. Like hard. <laughs> I like I could have like taken she that could tell you. Look at that smile though. Oh, man. Well, you should have seen him yesterday. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't immediately FaceTime Amber and tell her to go buy supplies for when he gets home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, keep an eye on his carry-on. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's wrap up the podcast with our positives. Jay, you're up first. You're hot performer of the week. Well, I got – can I say – I want to say two. 
Sure. Liam says 15 sometimes, so go for it. Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, our boy on night one rolling the dice. Oh, he my back goodness. Last night, too, but we he was get back in. last night, but we couldn't get into onto the table because it was packed, probably because he was dealing again. And the second one, AMA travel for making the flight changes. A very simple s- situation for us, especially after we meet with other people here and hear their horror stories. Thank you, AMA travel. I can't believe it! Liam, you're up. Your hot performer of the week. Well, as you guys know, last week I finished Game of Thrones, yes. which was my actually my cold performer of the week of how piss poor season eight was. The writers, the writers, the writers. Yes. It could have been sixteen episodes. Oh, it could have been anything else to what it was, <laughs> to be honest. But I now have a new show, and it's fantastic. <laughs> I've recently been watching Castle. What a show with Nathan Fillion, the Edmonton boy. It's yeah. been great. So uh, my hot performer of the week is Castle. I also drink a beer at Roger's place and I get crazy. <laughs> Nation Dan, you're next up. Your hot performer of the week. Uh, my hot performer of the week is going to go to everybody at Greta. It's just been an absolute blast being able to watch hockey again with, with Oiler fans. Uh, just an absolute great time. Can't wait to have everybody out Saturday night, tomorrow night for Greta watch party away games. Afternoon. Afternoon. Wow. Well, Greta. Friday, baby. Yeah, let's celebrate Friday. Woo! Gretabar.com forward slash book if you want to get a reservation for game two. Uh, Rick, your hop from the week. It has to be Leon, man. That guy yeah. is best player yeah. in the world right now, hands down. Not much money to be said after that. Put some respect on my name. Mm-hmm. Ty Guy, your hop from the week. The lady that spanked me. My hot performer of the week <laughs> He's is still giddy about it. Uh, it brought back <laughs> the memories <laughs> for him. Yeah. So funny. I swear, with she unlocked something in Tyler that was deep inside him that he didn't even know was there. <laughs> Got out of yeah. Yeah, we're adding it to the list. We're Jay and I are developing a list on Tyler. We're really getting to know his core. He functions. lost his mind at medieval times last night. He really did. Like literally lost. His I started life. crying. It's just such a good show. It is. Well, you didn't. I thought they said you didn't like it. So were you crying because you didn't want to be there? No, I was just crying because I was so caught up in the moment. And it was beautiful. Ah, yes. <laughs> Hot performer of the week is the Tournament of Kings. Huzzah! Huzzah! I can't believe it. I think I believe the same button. Where did that? Now yeah, take a sir. sip. One sec, one sec. They've done studies, you know. And then you take 60% a sip. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Then you take a sip. Mm-hmm. And then go, ah, just like the king. It was great. Also, uh, I bought a sword. I've spent $8 on way dumber things. So we're going to see where this sword takes us for the rest of the night. Why not? Mm-hmm. It's know? like the new blue check mark. Has Tyler asked you to whip him with it yet? <laughs> I feel like it's coming. Hey, yo. I feel like it's coming. For our friends at Greta Boston Pizza, AMA Travel, and Betway, and Oodle Noodle, another episode of Oilers Nation Radio is in the books. We're going to do a score prediction. That's what we end off this podcast. We got a 4-2 win coming tomorrow night. It's Saturday. Tyler, 6-2. Oilers. Rick. 5-2. Big dub. Leon. Uh, 6-3 Edmonton Oilers, Hyman and Kane. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Get on the board and a Klim Shady birthday month goal too. Nation Dan. Three zip Oilers. Hell yeah, Jay. Uh, well, uh, three of my scores have been taken. I'm going to go 6-3. <laughs> I think that has not been taken. No, it has been. That's I took that one. Definitely that took that 6-2. 6-2 two. Two, then. Okay, I also took that one. Shit! 5-1. Uh, <laughs> Rick said go. that. No, no, I said 5-2. I said 5-2. Okay, <laughs> there you have it. Oilers Nation Radio is wrapping up in the books. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go Oilers.